Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Yo, legends, pumped to have you joining me for episode 27 of Marketing Builder. I hope you're crushing it right now with your marketing, but if not, don't stress because in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how you can plan out your content marketing so it is a repeatable process and takes the stress out of the question, what are we going to post or create this week? I think I'm pretty lucky in terms of my marketing career because I started out when websites and digital were really only starting to become a thing. I remember some of my first marketing plans and budgets when I worked for a private vocational college called Australian Business Academy. They were full of traditional marketing, you know, the things the marketing gurus and masterminds turn their noses up at these days because they're just not sexy and they're not digital. Essentially, the marketing plan each year revolved around spending the middle of the year visiting schools and career markets all over New South Wales and the ACT and building as big a database as we possibly could my memory serves me correctly, we'd have about 12,000 potential students on the database by around about August each year. And we'd top up the database at, at key decision-making periods and enrolment periods with things like TV ads and radio ads and newspaper ads and editorials and, and things like that. Then we'd market to them through hard copy mail. Yes, we'd literally mail merge and print the letters and sign them by hand and stuff them in an envelope and I'd load up the car and take them down to the post office with their prepaid postage already printed on the envelopes. And that was sometimes before we had a printer that could even print directly on the envelopes and we would have to print labels and stick them on the envelopes ourselves. I certainly do not miss that. We'd also telemarket to the database, so lots of time on the phones talking to prospects and seeing if we could qualify them as leads and get them along to open days and tours and application interviews and, and things like that. As digital started to emerge, we added text messages and emails into the mix. I mean, this was before platforms like HubSpot and Campaign Monitor and MailChimp. So I remember knowing how to write the email content in Word and then exporting the database to a spreadsheet and then mail merging that spreadsheet into the Word document and then into Outlook, which then took a record, sent an email, took a record, sent an email and so on and so on. So I went through that process 12,000 times roughly or however many people are on the database. So it was sending emails individually from my inbox, not as a group. So it would literally take hours for the mail merge through the email to complete. Then I'd have to go and make a global change to all the records at once in the database to leave a note that I'd sent them an email. All that's automated. So it's crazy to think that that's how it used to happen. And thankfully, times have changed and many of you will not know the same struggle, but it was real. So a side story, and one I think is important because it shows that some simple thinking from your target market's point of view can have huge benefit for your marketing. So clearly our target market was the students coming from year 12. However, they were not the ones funding 
the study. Mum and or dad or maybe grandparents or step-parents or significant adults in their life were the ones funding studies. So those paying the fees were still an important stakeholder in our marketing. And we needed the student and the funder to be on the same page before they could make a decision to enroll with us. I won't say disengage because that sounds a little bit unfair, but we all know most 17 and 18 year olds might not show as much urgency around making post-school study decisions as maybe mum and dad might want them to show. So while we sent some hard copy mail in an envelope addressed to potential students, it was sealed and parents didn't often open their 17 or 18 year olds mail, which is fair enough. But we asked ourselves, how could we reach the parents or grandparents in a non-mass advertising way? So not through ads on TV, radio, or or in the newspaper. Well, we realized that it usually wasn't the 17 or the 18-year-old student who would clear the letterbox. That was, for want of a better word, an adult's job, you know, because it was usually full of bills back then. So what we used to do was send three to four hard copy mail campaigns, which were simple DL-sized promo cards, which promoted upcoming open days or in key important dates and things like that. So they were double-sided, color, really well-designed and eye-catching. So kind of like a postcard. We used to leave a little white space in the design on the back so that we could just print the addresses straight onto the card, which allowed us to send it just like a a holiday postcard so it didn't have to go in an envelope. As such, when the parents or the grandparents cleared the letterbox, they would invariably sort through the pile of mail and see the card. And they would read it and engage with it because it was open, so to speak. It's just sitting in the letterbox or then in their hand, then on the, on the bench in the kitchen or on the dining table. And that then gave them some information to speak to the 17 or 18-year-old potential student and say, hey, look, this looks kind of cool. We should look at it, check it out. What do you think? It worked surprisingly well. And it was cheaper and it took less time because we didn't need an envelope. My point in telling you all that was... In the hint around the comment that today's so-called marketing gurus and masterminds turn their noses up at traditional marketing tactics because they're not sexy. Sexy or not, you should choose marketing tactics because of the target market, not because of what you think about them. It doesn't matter. I'm not on TikTok, but if I was trying to market to tweens and teenagers, my personal opinion of the platform as a consumer shouldn't come into it, and I'd definitely be using it in my marketing. For example, databases have always been important. They don't become less important because marketers are bored of them. With the DL mail cards, you can see that with just a little bit of thinking about how the target audience engaged with the communications, we were able to make them so much more effective. I reckon that thinking would still be valid today and maybe even more so because letterboxes are so much more uncluttered so you would get heaps of great cut through traditional marketing channels also still hold great lessons for us if you look closely enough and i'll explain after the break how you can use a tactic that magazines have been using forever to plan their content out into a repeatable process and that takes the stress out of the question what are we going to post or create this week While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system 
supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. As I said before the break, traditional marketing channels still hold great lessons for us. If you look closely enough, and one that I love to share with people who might be feeling a bit overwhelmed with the whole, you have to create regular content is how magazines plan their issues. It's a great approach because it's a repeatable process and it takes the stress out of that question, what are we going to post or create this week? The answer is a simple template. Now, I know what you're thinking, ugh, a template. And I'd normally be the same because I can count on my hand the number of times someone has promised a template that will help and in just five minutes a week you can do A, B, C, and just leaves you with a half-completed document and, and just more confused and disengaged. They rarely work, but this one does, trust me. Mostly because you create the template for yourself, not me giving you a template that I think you should follow. The magazines have long planned out each issue using a simple template method. Each month, they simply look at the template and determine the what of the type of content. So let's just go through that again slowly. The what of the type of content. Let's pretend it's a magazine for homes. Each month, they may have three major articles, one on interior design, one on gardens, and one on a feature house. This is all part of their template for each issue. So they know they need three major articles each episode, and they know the topic or the streams. They simply have to plan the what. What is it about interior design that we're gonna write about? What is it about gardens that we're going to have? What is the feature property? So the what. So how does that help you? Well, first off, there's a free resource in the show notes for this episode at marketingbuilder.net. Download it and print it out. Just so you can follow at home, the resource is its just an A3 sheet with boxes on it that have been split into two with a vertical line. So it kind of looks like an open magazine or an open book. So there's heaps of them on the page, right? They just go left to right, top to bottom. Once you've got a copy of that, grab a copy of a magazine, something like Better Homes and Gardens or Men's Health or Women's Health or a golf magazine or something. It, it really doesn't matter. You don't have to be interested in the actual content. Whatever you can steal maybe from the doctors or the dentist surgery will be fine. Then work through the magazine and log on the printed resource, what type of content is on each page? So you'd start with the cover. That goes in the first section box on the resource because that's the first page. Then they'd probably, they usually have two to three pages of ads. So they go in the next boxes on the resource, then probably a table of contents, and then you get into the meaty stuff, the actual real content. So there is a big major interview right down on the resource page in the corresponding box, major interview. 
So just write in the words, major interview. Then just keep working through the magazine until you get to the end. And you might need a few copies of the resource to get through this, depending on how big the magazine is. You might find it useful to do this with multiple magazines, not different issues of the same magazine, but different magazines all together. Then take a look at what you've logged on the resource page and make a list of what you think you could produce. So for example, you might create a list in the resource that shows hints and tips, gossip, staff spotlight, news, a guide or a how-to, questions and answers, competitions, activities, interviews, whatever it might be. Then make a decision on the things you think you could produce on a consistent basis or continue to produce if you're already doing some of those things. Once you've committed to creating those types of content, grab a monthly calendar and start plotting them. Maybe you do a blog, which is a guide or a how-to once every two weeks. Drop that into the calendar on the day that you're going to release it. Maybe you run a monthly competition. Maybe you do a social media question and answer session or a live broadcast or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just plot them all down in the calendar. Now, what you have is a repeatable template where each month you know when you are creating certain types of content and you simply have to make ongoing decisions about the what or the topic of those types of content. To get started, head along to the show notes for this episode at marketingbuilder.net and download the free resource. That's a wrap for episode 27. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it's been amazing having you listen to the show, and I trust you got lots of value out of it. Remember, as always, marketing is about finding people with a need and getting them to trust you. As such, your job is to get the right information to the right people at the right time. Marketing really is that simple. Loved this episode? Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one. And subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. As I said earlier, I'd also love to hear from you on what marketing you're crushing, or maybe you're finding something tough at the moment. Maybe you're stuck. You have a question about something. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston. That's O-Y-S-T-O-N. Or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKT. BLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.